You're listening to Business English Pod, the Business English podcast for professionals on the move. Hello, and welcome back to Business English Pod. My name's Edwin, and I'll be your host for today's lesson on English idioms related to food. Before we get started, a quick reminder that this lesson, along with hundreds of others, is available as a free download from the BEP website. Premium members can also access a PDF transcript and online quizzes for every lesson. If you'd like to take a free trial to preview some of these extra resources, just head over to www.businessenglishpod.com. Food is an important part of life and culture. And even when we're not eating or talking about food, it slips into our conversation in the form of idioms. What do I mean when I say idiom? I mean special expressions where one thing actually means another. For example, we have the idiom to go bananas, which has nothing at all to do with bananas. It means to go crazy. English has idioms that come from specific foods, like bananas, butter, bacon, and bread. We also have idioms that come from meals or use the word food itself. Some of these idioms describe people and activities, while others describe situations, relationships, and ideas. Learning how to use these idioms can really help spice up your conversation in English. In today's lesson, we'll hear a conversation among three co-workers, Jesse, Luke, and Ben. They are discussing their general work situation and Jessie's idea to start her own company. During their discussion, they use many useful idioms related to food. As you listen to the dialogue, try to answer the following questions. 1. How did Ben feel about working with Ian? 2. Why does Luke say he is not willing to complain to Ian about his approach to work? 3. What does Luke say Jessie is always stressed out about? So, Ben tells me Ian's got you working on that Home Depot thing. Yeah, that plus the silverfish stuff. I guess that's life at the bottom of the food chain. Yeah, he always likes to cherry-pick the best people for his projects. Just ask Ben. Right. Been there, done that. Worked with Ian on some of the early stuff for Home Depot last year and nearly went bananas. Micromanager from hell. Yeah, it's gotten even worse lately. I'm pretty impressed you called him on that. Seems like on these big contracts, the higher the stakes, the quieter people are about issues. That's for sure. But I figure he needs to know where I stand. I didn't exactly expect him to eat humble pie, but maybe back off a bit and let people do their jobs. Right, let people do their jobs. Well, I'm not about to call him out. I know which side my bread is buttered on. I just thought for some reason they hired me for my ideas. Yeah, they should be tapping into your ideas. They should have you in at the discovery phase on contracts like that. Agreed. They're totally underutilizing you. And you, Ben. And me. I thought cream rises to the top. But not around here. And so I've kind of been thinking about the future. Oh yeah? 
what are you getting at? Well, I'm getting tired of working for other people. Listen, promise not to spill the beans, but I'm thinking of making a move. Seriously? I didn't realize you were that cheesed off. Well, I'm not super unhappy. I'm just not sure about the direction we're headed, as a company. Chasing these huge clients and all that. And so, you know, this might sound like pie in the sky, but I'm thinking of starting up my own thing. For real? Yeah, for real. The girl who's always stressed about bringing home the bacon? Tell me you haven't run this by Wayne yet. He'll freak out. He's actually very supportive. I've got a bit of a nest egg to work with, and he's got a cushy private gig now. But there's just one thing. What's that? Well, I'm just not that sure I can do this alone. And I'd like you guys to think about coming in with me on this. Now let's go through the dialogue again and look at the idioms our three colleagues used in their conversation. So, Ben tells me Ian's got you working on that Home Depot thing. Yeah, that plus the silverfish stuff. I guess that's life at the bottom of the food chain. The conversation starts with a discussion about Luke's workload, which includes two big projects. He's got a lot to deal with. But he's not surprised because, as he says, he's at the bottom of the food chain. The food chain refers to the dominance of bigger animals over smaller ones in nature. Right at the bottom of the food chain are the smallest and weakest animals. In human terms, being at the bottom of the food chain means you're in the lowest position. In a company, that often means you get the difficult or bad jobs. By using this expression, Luke is showing that he understands he has to do whatever Ian asks him to. Let's try some more ways of using this idiom, bottom of the food chain. The warehouse workers are feeling like they're at the bottom of the food chain. I spent a few years at the bottom of the food chain before getting promoted to manager. Now let's get back to the dialogue. Yeah, he always likes to cherry-pick the best people for his projects. Just ask Ben. Jessie is still talking about their boss, Ian, who she says likes to cherry-pick people. In this case, a cherry is a good thing. Cherries are sweet and delicious. So if you cherry-pick someone or something, you're choosing only the best from what is available. Just as Ian is choosing Luke because he's good at what he does, even if he's at the bottom of the food chain. Let's practice some more ways of using the idiom to cherry-pick. We offer great salary and benefits so we can cherry-pick the best grads at recruiting events. Our buyers cherry-pick only the best new fashions for our retail stores. Now let's listen as Ben talks about his experience working with Ian. Right. Been there, done that. Worked with Ian on some of the early stuff for Home Depot last year and nearly went bananas. Micromanager from hell. Been there, done that. 
It's just a way of saying that you have the same experience that someone else is talking about. And as Ben explains, he nearly went bananas working with Ian on another project. As I mentioned in the intro to this lesson, to go bananas means to go crazy. But what is a micromanager from hell? Well, a micromanager is a manager who likes to control every little detail. And anything from hell is bad, of course. If Ian is a micromanager from hell, it's easy to see why Ben would go bananas. How else can we use this idiom to go bananas? Let's try some more examples. Customers are going bananas over our new line of non-dairy ice cream. When we refused to negotiate, union leaders went completely bananas. Ian might be a difficult boss, but as we can hear, Ben isn't afraid of him. Yeah, it's gotten even worse lately. I'm pretty impressed you called him on that. Seems like on these big contracts, the higher the stakes, the quieter people are about issues. As Jesse says, Ben called Ian on his behavior. In other words, Ben openly stated that what Ian was doing wasn't okay. Once Ben had explained his concerns, how did he expect Ian to react? Let's listen. That's for sure. But I figure he needs to know where I stand. I didn't exactly expect him to eat humble pie, but maybe back off a bit and let people do their jobs. All that Ben wanted was for Ian to back off or stop criticizing people. As he says, Ben didn't expect anything more than that or for Ian to eat humble pie. Clearly, this is an idiom, because it would be very strange to talk about someone eating pie in this situation. But what is humble pie? Well, if you are humble, you are not too proud. And if you eat humble pie, you are willing to admit that you are wrong or have made a mistake. Let's run through some more ways of using to eat humble pie. Okay, I'll eat humble pie on this one. I said you couldn't break the sales record, but you did. The best thing a leader can do when he has broken the public's trust is to eat humble pie and ask for forgiveness. So Ben isn't afraid to tell Ian what he thinks. But as we can hear, Luke doesn't feel the same way. Right, let people do their jobs. Well, I'm not about to call him out. I know which side my bread is buttered on. I just thought for some reason they hired me for my ideas. Luke isn't willing to call Ian out. But why? He expresses his reason with one long idiom. To know which side your bread is buttered on. We use this idiom to say that we know how to avoid problems or gain an advantage by treating people a certain way. What Ben means is that calling Ian out wouldn't help him at work. It might have very negative consequences. It's another way of saying that he accepts his place at the bottom of the food chain. How else can we use this idiom to know which side your bread is buttered on? Let's try a short dialogue for practice. So, I hope you said no when Tony asked you to work over the weekend. Actually, I said no problem. Hey, I know which side my bread is buttered on. 
Another thing Luke mentioned is that he thought he was being hired for his ideas. It sounds as though he's not the only one. Let's listen. Yeah, they should be tapping into your ideas. They should have you in at the discovery phase on contracts like that. Agreed. They're totally underutilizing you. The problem that Jesse, Ben, and Luke have identified is that the company is underutilizing them. Let's hear Jesse describe this problem in another way. And you, Ben. And me. I thought cream rises to the top, but not around here. And so I've kind of been thinking about the future. According to Jesse, in most places, cream rises to the top. Cream is a thick, rich substance in milk. And if you let fresh milk sit for a while, that cream separates and rises to the top. It's a way of saying that the best people, or the cream, will eventually be noticed. Let's try some more ways of using the idiom, the cream rises to the top. Joe is only a junior associate now, but cream rises to the top. I'm sure he'll make partners soon. I like your work, Kent. Keep it up, because around here, cream rises to the top. Jesse is disappointed that cream does not rise to the top at their company. Good people are not recognized, and this leads her to state a bit mysteriously that she's thinking about the future. Let's find out what she means. Oh yeah? What are you getting at? Well... I'm getting tired of working for other people. Listen, promise not to spill the beans, but I'm thinking of making a move. Jessie's thinking of making a move, or quitting her job and doing something different. But she doesn't want Ben and Luke to let anyone else know about it. As she says, she wants them to promise not to spill the beans. Spilling the beans just means revealing a secret. It's something we normally don't want someone to do. Of course, it wouldn't be good for Jessie if a lot of other people knew she was thinking of quitting her job. And we can guess that it would be especially bad if Ian knew. What are some other ways of using this idiom to spill the beans? Let's try some more examples. You were in that crazy meeting. What was the argument about? Come on, spill the beans. This surprise party for the boss is going to be great, as long as you don't spill the beans. Now back to the dialogue, as Luke sounds pretty surprised about Jesse's news. Seriously? I didn't realize you were that cheesed off. From the context, you might be able to guess that cheesed off means angry. And this demonstrates pretty clearly how the words in an idiom don't always point clearly to its meaning. I mean, there's nothing about cheese that would lead us naturally to think about being angry. That's why we often need to look at the context to figure out the meaning of new idioms. Let's practice this idiom to be cheesed off with a short dialogue. What's this sudden meeting about anyway? Well... Tanya is pretty cheesed off that we didn't reach our sales targets. So, is Jesse really angry? 
Well, I'm not super unhappy. I'm just not sure about the direction we're headed, as a company, chasing these huge clients and all that. And so, you know, this might sound like pie in the sky, but I'm thinking of starting up my own thing. Jessie's dissatisfaction is leading her to consider starting up her own thing. What she means is that she's thinking of starting her own company. But she knows that this idea will sound a little bit unrealistic to Ben and Luke. That's why she introduces it by saying it might sound like pie in the sky. If an idea is pie in the sky, it will likely never happen. It's just a dream. Let's try some more ways of using the idiom pie in the sky. Oh, Piper wants to talk about another great app she thought of? I've had enough of her pie-in-the-sky ideas. You say that it's pie-in-the-sky, but I say it's possible if we make the effort. So how do Ben and Luke react to Jesse's idea? For real? Yeah, for real. The girl who's always stressed about bringing home the bacon? Clearly, Ben and Luke are surprised. But what does it mean to bring home the bacon? You can think of bacon as the money or resources that support a family. And if you're the one who brings home the bacon, then you're the one who supports the family. Bringing home the bacon is all about stability and security in a job. And people who worry about bringing home the bacon are not usually the ones who start their own businesses, which involves a lot of risk. Let's run through some more ways of using this expression to bring home the bacon. I'd love to take a week off, but you know, I've got to bring home the bacon. We're not a traditional family. My husband stays at home with the kids while I bring home the bacon. Now let's listen as Jessie explains how her husband feels about her idea. Tell me you haven't run this by Wayne yet. He'll freak out. He's actually very supportive. I've got a bit of a nest egg to work with, and he's got a cushy private gig now. Luke assumes incorrectly that Jessie's husband would freak out or get upset about Jessie's idea. She says that he actually supports her idea in part because he's got a comfortable job or a cushy gig, and she has a nest egg to work with. No, Jessie isn't really talking about nests or eggs. She's talking about money that she has saved for the future. A nest egg is something people add to over time, often for retirement, but also for traveling or starting a business. Let's practice more ways of talking about a nest egg. When I retire, I'm going to use my little nest egg to buy a boat and a cabin. You're never too young to start putting away a little money each month to build a nest egg. Jessie has told Ben and Luke that she's thinking of starting her own business. But at the end of this part of their conversation, she has one more bit of very important news. But there's just one thing. What's that? Well, I'm just not that sure I can do this alone. And I'd like you guys to think about coming in with me on this. Jessie isn't just keeping her friends up to date on her plans. She wants them to come in with her. 
In other words, she's asking them to join her in starting a new business. How will Ben and Luke react? We'll have to wait until the next lesson to find out. Now let's practice some of the idioms from this lesson. In a moment, you'll hear a series of sentences. Each sentence will be followed by a beep. After the beep, you need to restate or rephrase the sentence using one of the idioms we learned today. When you listen to the sentence, think about which idea can be replaced by one of the idioms. For example, if you hear, John has four kids and only thinks about earning money to support his family. You can say, John has four kids and only thinks about bringing home the bacon. After each response, we'll provide the correct answer. Ready? Let's give it a go. If you want to stop fighting with Darcy, just admit that you were wrong. Answer. If you want to stop fighting with Darcy, just eat humble pie. I'm afraid that if I tell Brian I've not done the website yet, he'll become very upset. Answer. I'm afraid that if I tell Brian I've not done the website yet, he'll go bananas. I'll tell you who we're going to hire, but you have to promise not to reveal the secret. Answer. I'll tell you who we're going to hire but you have to promise not to spill the beans. John wants to keep our money saved for the future until retirement, but I want to spend it now. Answer. John wants to keep our nest egg until retirement, but I want to spend it now. It doesn't matter how smart you are. Everyone here has to start at the lowest position. Answer. It doesn't matter how smart you are. Everyone here has to start at the bottom of the food chain. We've reached the end of this lesson the first in our three-part series on English idioms related to food. Tune in next time to hear what Luke and Ben think about Jesse's plans. For more practice, premium members can access the online quizzes and study notes for this and other episodes on the BEP website. Not a member yet? Then just head over to www.businessenglishpod.com and sign up for a free trial to preview some of the extra resources available to members. Thanks for listening, and see you again soon.